Thanks for taking the time to listen to these recordings of our Sunday morning sermons. The Door Church is one church in two locations on mission to see lives restored with the gospel for God's glory, and we'd love to have you join us. To learn more about our gatherings in Louisville and Argyle, Texas, visit our website at thedoorchurch.net. Now, let's worship God by opening His Word. Hey church family, my name is Scott Brooks. I'm the lead pastor, teaching pastor here at the Door Church and coming to you with Vision 2022. Uh, and so it says in scripture uh, that without prophetic vision, people, they falter, they, they perish, they stumble. And so, man, we don't want that. We want to stay on mission. Uh, we, we don't have necessarily a special vision, but we have a clear uh, picture of who God is. A.W. Tozer says this, what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. So your beliefs about who God is uh, really defines who you are and drives your beliefs uh, and, and what you do. And so here at the Door Church, we, we know what we believe about God. So we know the vision that he has for us this upcoming year. Uh, and so um, our mission is simply this, to see, uh, to see restored lives with the gospel for God's glory. That, that's what drives everything we do, uh, really every ministry, Every event, our TC kids, everything is filtered through this, this mission that we love and cherish. Now in that, we, we define what we believe about God. Uh, our theology, we believe our theology drives our philosophy, and our philosophy drives our methodology. So our theology is in, in that mission statement that we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ restores lives. The gospel is not something here at the Door Church, it's everything. It actually says in Colossians that Jesus is all. Jesus is everything. And so there's 66 books in scripture, but there's one story, and it's the story of redemption of mankind in the person and work of Jesus Christ. We treasure this, and it drives what we believe about God, because we believe that every person, you and I, need to have redemption that's only found in the precious work of Jesus Christ, his life for my life. And we believe that God is in the business of redeeming the world. Not only is he recreating a humanity that belongs to himself through Jesus, but he's also going to bring redemption and a new heavens, new earth. This is the gospel. Jesus is all. This is our belief about God. Now, this theology drives our philosophy, how we go about doing things at the door church. It drives uh, really um, our, our mission in the sense of the door church exists to see Elijah restored with the gospel for, for God's glory. The door church is a group of people that believe in Christ. And so we are on mission together. This is our philosophy that if you belong to Christ, you belong to the door church, that you, you own this mission, that we're champions of Christ, not only personally that you believe that you need Jesus, but the world around you. And so we want to bring really the mission, the gospel, not only to our own hearts, but to our worlds. Uh, we can't, I can't do that for you, but we want to belong to Christ. And now that we want to bring this audible gospel made manifest or visible in our communities, which drives us down uh, really uh, to, to how we do things or our methodology. We here at the Door Church are one church, two locations. We do want to make the audible gospel visible by manifesting people on mission, the gospel more to deed to our communities. And so that looks different for the different contexts of Louisville and Argyle. There's certain things that we believe that God's laid on our heart that's in line with the theology, that's in line with our philosophy to bear the gospel into our communities uh, through certain things or initiatives for each campus. And so, um, man, we love being one church in two locations. God has blessed it and moved in tremendous ways. Uh, we got great staff, great people 
uh, at, at both locations. And so at this time, each campus pastor is going to get up and share uh, really the elder's heart, the staff's heart for some initiatives uh, this year for 2022. I love you. Look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Door Church. My name is Drayton Shanks. For anyone new here, I'm the Louisville campus pastor. And, and as Scott just said, really, this is a Vision 2022 Sunday. And so what we want to do is, is man, just show y'all, tell y'all what we have been uh, planning and, and surrendering to, to the Lord's will. And they're just super excited for what he, he has in store for 2022 and do exactly what Scott just talked about, theology, methodology, philosophy. And we're going to look to God's word and, and how that drives everything that we do. Uh, and, and then tell you what, that, I mean, what, what we think God has, has put before us in the year 2022. And we're praying that by his will, he would accomplish through this church. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. So if you've got your Bible, please grab it. If you don't have one, there's one under the seat in front of you. Today, we're going to be in James 4. It's in the New Testament. James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. James chapter 4. Verses 13 through 17, the title of today's sermon is, If the Lord Wills. If the Lord Wills. Now, before I read scripture and, and, and we dive into theology and, and talk about uh, a lot of amazing stuff for, for TDC in 2022, man, I just I want to let uh, all of you know this morning um, that, that I let uh, Scott and the other elders, pastors, and then staff on, on Tuesday and and, and deacons know this week that uh, at the end of this month, I will be transitioning uh, out of vocational ministry uh, at the Door Church. Um, it's been a, a heavy uh, and, and really hard decision. Um, nothing bad has happened. So, so just let y'all know, like nothing, nothing bad has happened to, to, to lead to this. My wife, Lauren, and I and our boys, we're, we're still living in the same house we've lived in for the last 13 years in Coppell. We're not leaving church. This is our home. This is our family. This, this church is one of the greatest treasures, and, and, and you'll have to kick us out of the doors before we ever, before we ever leave this church. Uh, I'm just stepping out of a vocational job here, but, but remaining on as a, as a non-staff pastor and, and continuing to serve in the worship team, and Lauren and I continuing to lead our discipleship group, and Lauren continuing to serve in kids. Uh, and so we told our three boys on, on, on Sunday night um, what was going on, and just try to tell them, man, for y'all, we hope that you really don't, you don't see much difference in, in, in your life. Really, just dad doesn't have a desk uh, at, at the office anymore. And so this is something that God uh, has had me praying about and, and, and uh, wrestling with for over a year. Like I said, between Thanksgiving and Christmas of, of 2020 and quiet time, uh, he really just began to put on my heart this, this transition of out of vocational ministry and back into the business world. And it, to be honest with y'all, at first I just ignored it and I didn't, I didn't uh, want to address it. And, and God continued to convict me of that and, and push that upon me. And so early 2021, I, I brought Lauren into that and just asked her to be praying with me and then for us and our family. Um, and it just continued to, to grow. And so I told Scott in late spring, what was going on, asked him. I mean, he's my, he's my pastor, he's my boss, and he's one of my closest friends, and so just asking him to, to be praying for us as well and let him know what was going on. Um, and I asked God in so many different ways to answer certain prayers that I would take as, as, as him showing me that, that I shouldn't step out of ministry. And, and God didn't have to. He so faithfully answered those prayers, just not in the way that I selfishly wanted. And so I would just continue to pray other things, and, and I've, I've realized over the last month the only reason I'm not 
uh, I hadn't told anyone that, that that's what I feel God is leading me and my family to do is because um, I love my job. Uh, I, I love our team. Um, I don't like change. I, I, don't, I, like, I like a boat that's steady. A lot of that's some sin, right? I like comfort where we can be creatures of comfort. And I have fear of man issues. I don't, I don't want to let anyone down. Um, but ultimately, I can't control that. And, and I really feel this peace that, that God is leading me and my family in this direction. And so what I know about our Father is that he's good and he's sovereign and he's in control as we'll see in, 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 the, in the scripture today. I'm like, man, the way that God lined up this scripture with just the vision for 2022 and honestly just what he's doing in my life, uh, it's, it's what's best for us even though I don't understand it. Uh, Brad Larson, the Argyle campus pastor, put it well this week. He said, man, a lot of times with God it's the right thing but it can feel like the wrong thing. Um, but I know it's not wrong, it's right. I just don't understand it yet. And so what I know that also means is it's good for our church. And in whatever ways God's working and moving, and, and it's, it comes down to just asking for more trust in him, and, and there's peace in my heart and in, in our family's heart. Um, and it's just bittersweet because the, the last season of life uh, over the last eight or nine years has just been one of the greatest gifts to be on staff here at the Door Church. And so um, excited for the next chapter, but also grieving just as any of you who uh, have a job or what you, the people that you work with, you a lot of times spend more time with than your family at home. Um, and so that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big change, and, and I'll miss seeing those amazing people uh, Monday through, through Thursday. Um, but I just wanted to let you all know that. So at the end of this month, I will make that transition off of staff and uh, in, in, back into the business world. But in everything else, we're not going anywhere. We're here. I love you all so much. I care about you so much. Um, and I'm just excited to see whatever God's doing because he continues to move in amazing ways. Uh, through this church body and in this family, and I'm so thankful for it. So I'm going to read uh, James chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. We'll pray and, and continue to just look at theology, truth that God tells us. God's word says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. It's the word of God. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the way that you sovereignly lead and guide us. Uh, Father, what a gift you've given us in this local body. God, I pray that in 2022, you would just continue to move and powerful and mighty ways that your will would be to continue to restore more and more lives with the gospel of your son and our savior jesus christ for your glory that god you would awaken more hearts that god you would reflect the love of christ through us that father we would depend on you more we would trust you more and that father you would just be glorified and we would surrender more and more of our lives to you we love you so much and we pray and ask all these things in jesus name amen so the aim today, as, as Scott said, is to look here at the Word of God, is, is to put all of our 22 planning, both as a church and, and hopefully by God's grace in our lives, your personal life, your family's life, in a humble place under the sovereignty of God who's over all things. And I pray that we see the picture of God that's here and how James says it should affect us and then by his grace, apply it to the year ahead for TDC. So, so first, let's look at verse 13. Who is James addressing? He's, he's really warning a group of people because in verse 13 he says, Come now you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. 
See, James is really reprimanding some people and warning people here. It's, it's stated very broadly so as to include anyone. Um, but anyone who does what, right? And so I, I, I see five different things here in, in, in verse 13. First, it's, it's people that they plan to set out on a trip today or tomorrow, right? It says today or tomorrow we will go. Second, they plan to arrive at a destination. Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town. Third, they plan to spend a certain amount of time there. Today or tomorrow we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there. Fourth, they plan to engage in business and carry through a plan of action they've come up with while they're in the city. Today or tomorrow, we'll go into such and such a town, spend a year there, and trade. And then fifth, they plan for, for the business they have there to have certain results. So they say, today or tomorrow, we're going to go to such and such a town, spend a year there, and trade, and make a profit. So what's the problem? Why is there a warning, a reprimand? Is it wrong to plan and intend to go places and do things? Well, no, not, not necessarily. The warning isn't against ambition. It's against living for yourself. The warning is against us and our sin nature where we are prone to keep our eyes on the temporal, the things temporary, to keep our eyes on self, to keep our eyes on the world around us and not what James is telling us. And through the Spirit of God, what we should do is keep our eyes set on the things that are eternal. Keep our gaze fixed upon God. In everything that we do, everything that we plan, every place that we go, everything which should be our gaze fixed on God through the lenses of Jesus Christ. Because in verse 15, he says it's legitimate to plan to do this or that. So what's wrong then if it's not planning? What's wrong is that the plan that's made in 13 is made in the mind and spoken with the mouth without taking a true view of life and God into account. In verse 14, James says to those who are planning this business venture, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. In other words, in all of your planning and all of my planning, if this is the way we speak in verse 13, and all of our talk about planning, we're not taking this view reality of life into account. So you and I have no ability to control our outcomes, and we hate that. We all want to be God, and we want to be in control, and we want to dictate how things go. But you're not in control, and I'm not in control, and that's great news. Even though our sin fights against it, it was not my plan to step out of vocational ministry. I thought I would be in vocational ministry for the rest of my life. God has a different plan for my life in this next season. And I have fought him on that for a year through sleepless nights and, and, and hours of prayer. And it's clear that he's moving me in that direction. He is in control. And what I'm called to do is surrender to his leadership and his guidance. And the same goes for everyone in this room. I still very much believe more than ever in the mission of this church. I'm so thankful to be a member of this local body. Lauren, my wife and I, we were saved here. We got baptized together. And we pray and long for the day that our three boys, by God's grace, are baptized here too. There's nothing we want more than that. We love you. It is a privilege to be a part of this church body. I know that God has a great work for me and my family, regardless of job title. The same goes for you, whether you're in vocational ministry or you're not in vocational ministry. He has purpose in your life. As long as there's breath in your lungs, he has purpose in your life. 
to serve him, to live for him. It's not about you and me, it's about God. I'm confident that God's going to continue to do what he's done every year here at TDC and move in powerful and incredible and unforeseen ways that bring him glory, that bring more lives restored, men that save people from themselves and unto him, that cling people more, that stir our affections more for Christ. He does that every year, and I'm confident he will continue to do so. See, some read verse 14, and they see that my life is a mist, my life is a vapor, and some of you think, so What? I know it. Somebody, I can hear you saying right now, what practical difference would it make in my business planning whether I believe my life is a mist, a vapor? Do I stop planning because my life may be short or uncertain? And I think James would say, no, you don't stop planning. You don't drop out of society. You don't become a hermit waiting for your vapor of a life to disappear. So what's the point? Well, the point is that for James, and more importantly for God, it's a matter of whether a true view of life informs and shapes the way you think, the way you plan, how you speak. Your heart and mindset matters. How you talk about your plans matters. Why does it matter? Because God created us not just to do things and go places with our bodies, but to have certain attitudes, convictions, beliefs, verbal descriptions that reflect the truth, a true view of life and a true view of God. God means for the truth about himself and about life to be known and felt and believed and spoken as part of our reason for being. You and I weren't just created to go into a particular city and do life. You were made to go with thoughts and attitudes and words and life that reflects the right view of life and God and the beauty of Christ. So he says in verse 14, in all your planning, keep in mind and give expression with your lips to this truth. You are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Keep in mind that you have no durability on this earth. For you and me, we're just here for a little while. Our time is short. We will be gone and life will go on without us. It matters that we keep this view of life in mind, that we invest the gift of time that God's given us wisely, that breath in your lungs, the time that he's given you. None of it's purposeless. None of it is, is, means nothing. It all means something because God is in control and he's always working things together for his good for his glory, for our good, for, for the joy. It's, 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 all, it's all working together from him and through him. So may we redeem our time. Consider the return, the eternal rate of return on, on, on what God is doing in our lives. So many of us here today, you know just like I do, man, sometimes the days and weeks feel long and the years are short. Time is a gift and it's fleeting. It's it's hard to wrap our head around time. You blink and, and things change. Like, and I know I'm somewhere in the middle of it, man, like I, my oldest son's 12. Like, how did I get, how did we get there? You know, the gift of technology, like, like things pop up of, of memories of him and a video pops up and I hear this sweet little voice and now he's got this deep voice as a 12. I'm like, how did, where, how did we get here? The days are long and the years are short. One of the core values we have here at TDC is redeem time. It is a gift from God, and may we redeem it for his glory and the good of others. Verse 15 tells us the true view of God that we should have in our minds and in our mouths as we plan our future, as we make plans as people and as the door church. Because verse 13 began, Come now you who say today or tomorrow we'll go into such and such a town, spend a year there, and trade and make profit. Now he tells us what's wrong with that way of talking. He says in verse 15, look, he says, instead you ought to say, 
If the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. In other words, it not only matters that we have a right view of life when we make our plans, we're like vapor, we're mist, but it also matters that we have a right view of God as we make our plans. Verse 15 says, if the Lord wills, seek the will of the Lord. And the will of the Lord, some of us all the time, man, what's God's will? What's his purpose in my life? He tells us over and over and over again in Scripture. It's not a mystery, God's will. Look on the, look on the screen, Ecclesiastes 12, 13. God's word says, the end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. The whole duty of mankind to fear God, worship God, stand in awe of God, surrender to God, serve God, live for God, and keep his commandments. Like what commandments? Matthew 22, 36 through 39 will be up on the screen. God's word says, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he, he being Jesus, said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. God's will in our lives is to love him with every ounce of who we are and to love others. Love God, love others. Serve God, serve others. Reflect what we've been given in Jesus Christ. And we know God's mission. The mission of the Door Church to see lives restored with the gospel for God's glory is a God-given mission. We didn't just make that up. It's straight from Scripture. Look at 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. It'll be up on the screen. God's word says, This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to know the knowledge of the truth. We know not all will receive the gift of Christ, sadly. We know there will be plenty that reject. We know that there will be plenty that do not believe. We know that there are plenty that will not surrender. But God tells us clearly that his desire is that all would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So therefore, our mission as a church body, your mission as a Christian in your life, should long for anyone and everyone to receive the gift of Christ and have their life restored with his gospel for the glory of God. It's very simple and very plain and so beautiful, and yet we resist it and forget it all the time. So what is the right view of God that he teaches us to have in verse 15? He tells us two very important things about God. One is in the words, if the Lord wills, we will live. And the other is in the words, if the Lord wills, we will do this or that. So we're going to look at those two truths. First, when he says, if the Lord wills, we will live, he teaches us that the duration of our lives is in the hands of God, that God governs how long we will live, that God is ultimately in control of life and death. We may not know how long our mist-like life will last, but God knows because God decides how long we will live. And we don't like that. None of us will live forever on this side of heaven. We will all die or Christ will return. My parents were here in the last gathering and I love my mom and dad so much. A crazy gift from God of of an imperfect but amazing mom and dad. And they haven't had COVID yet. And so I'm thankful for that. And at the same time, I have thoughts in my head, right? Because I, I don't want my mom and dad to pass away. I know that's a reality, but I don't want it to happen. 
And so I'm thinking in my head, man, this new Omicron variant, maybe if they got that, maybe this would be good if they got sick because then they, they could just get it and, 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 and they'd be okay and they would have these natural immunities and so maybe they should get it. But then there are people within our congregation that within the last two weeks have family members that have gotten COVID with no underlying medical issues and they have died. And it is heartbreaking and gut-wrenching. I'm like, why would I ever wish my parents to get sick when I don't know what would happen? And then I sit here and read scripture and I think, and why do I think I have any say? Why do I think my plan would be good? My plan would not be good because I'm not God. God has known how long my mom and dad would live before they were born. God knows when my wife is going to pass away. He knows when my kids are going to pass away. He knows when I'm going to pass away. He knows when you're going to pass away because he's an almighty God and an amazing creator and he gives and he takes away, but he's good. And we're called to trust him and surrender to him and live for him. Do you know this is true? Do you surrender to this truth? Do you live your life in light of this truth? If the Lord wills, we will live. If this is a true view of life in God, which it is, then it should shape our mindset and way of talking. In Acts 18.21, Paul left Ephesus and said, I will return to you again if God wills. In 1 Corinthians 4.19, he writes, I will come to you if the Lord wills. For most of his life, he didn't know if the next town might be his burial place. He knew that was in the hands of God, and so are our lives. God will decide how long we live and when we die. And James' point is God means for that truth, that reality, to shape our mindset and our attitude and our words and our plans. He means for that truth to be known and spoken about. He means for that to be a part of the substance of our conversations. God means for a true view of himself to be known, believed, embraced, cherished, kept in mind, and spoken of. And the second truth we see is in verse 15 when he says, if the Lord wills, we will do this or that. He teaches us that the activities and accomplishments of our lives are in God's hands. God governs what we accomplish. Your talents, you did not derive them. God gave them to you. He put them in you. Your wisdom, your education, like how smart you are, you are as you are smart as you are because of God. Anything you've done, God has allowed you to do and overseen you with. You should praise him for that. Do you believe that? Not only are our lives in his hands, our success is in his hands. Our prayers and words shouldn't be, if the Lord wills, we will do this or that. They should be, if the Lord wills, we'll do this and that. And if he doesn't, then we won't. And we'll praise him the whole time. And we'll cling to him and know that he's good and he's in control. So what's wrong with what these people said in verse 13 is that it doesn't give expression to a true view of life and of God. Specifically, it doesn't give expression to the truth that life is a vapor, a mist, and it doesn't give expression to the truth that God governs the length of our lives and the achievements of our lives. Now, is there a deeper problem here than just the absence of true words and presence of bad theology? I mean, I would say yes. I think James describes it in verse 16 where he says, As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil in verse 17. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. The root problem is arrogance and pride. And the expression of that arrogance, he says, is boasting. 
And all they said was, today or tomorrow, we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. And James calls it boasting and says it's rooted in arrogance. It's arrogant not to believe with your heart and confess with your lips that ultimately God governs how long you live, that God governs your plans, that God governs your accomplishments. And so we should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. See, this morning, we must say this from James 4, 13 through 17. It is arrogant and sinful for us not to believe in our hearts and confess with our lips that how long we live, what we accomplish, how our plans pan out is ultimately in the hands of God. And there's so much beautiful freedom in the sovereignty of God. And it doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that it won't be hard. But it means it's good because he is in control and working all things together for his glory and your good, even when we don't understand it. I don't understand what God's doing right now, but I trust and know that he's good, and he's mighty, and he's got some amazing things in store for our church, and I can't wait to see how he moves. So in light of his theology, his words, his truth, and we want to apply this to our present situation and look at the year ahead, 2022 for the door church and before i mean we want to talk about i hope a lot of y'all got to see the the reel at the beginning of the gathering where it goes through all these events that that under under the men the sovereignty of god we've laid before him and we've prayed and said man god would you allow us to, to to do these things in 2022 and would you move through them and would you save people through them and would you stir people's affections for christ through them god and would you just bring man if it's your will safety and, and flourishing and then we've surrendered these things to god and there were so many of them listed at the beginning of the gathering and, and, and today I want, to, I want to talk about four main areas that, man, we are, we are laying before the Lord and asking, man, if the Lord wills, would you move in these ways and would you move in our body? And one, just side note, before we get to those four things, it's a huge praise God, y'all. So it's, we're, we just began 2022, but in 2021, we make plans, right? We make plans, we, we surrender them to the Lord open-handed. Man, the longer you walk with the Lord, you realize you walk open-handed with the Lord. And so we made plans in 2021, and, and our plans were that we would, by God's grace, that, that, that $2.25 million would be, would be given to the Door Church, which, which would have been a 12% increase over, over 2020. In actuality, what happened was God, through generous hearts, brought in $2.43 million, which is 21% over what was given in 2020. And that is a huge praise, God. Because here's the deal, that's not, that's not a praise God in, in the hope of you sitting here today and be like, oh, I don't got a tithe this morning, man. Sounds like we're doing all right. We, we're doing great, but that's not what that means, and that's not the main praise. What, what we hope you hear in those numbers and those percentages is that that shows God is moving in people's hearts. That increase in money to us shows an increase in people's lives that are changed. Because people vote with their money, their time, their talents, their treasures. They show their buy-in with their talent, their time, their treasures. That's what we do as people. And so what those numbers show us is more people are bought into the mission of the Door Church. More lives have been restored with the gospel for God's glory. More people's affections have been stirred with the love of Christ and become more generous. And that is a huge praise God. We are so thankful for that. And so we lay 2022 plans submitted unto the Lord, if he wills, for continued growth in attendance and tithes, because God has faithfully done that every year of the Door Church. So even though he may not, we expect and we're asking that he would. And we're planning significant investments in ministry budgets to better reach our community. 
We're, we're significantly increasing missions budget to see the gospel go around the world. And these are the plans we're laying before the Lord in 2022 and asking he would move in wonderful and mighty ways. And this morning, I want us to look at four specific areas for this Louisville campus. One is biblical community. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 will be up on the screen. See, God's word says there, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day dawning near. What we're doing right here is of the utmost importance for all of us in our spiritual health, to come together corporately and sit under the word of God with family members, with brothers and sisters, with people in our community, and by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, be stirred more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. We will not shut down. We will not fail to gather. It is, in our opinion, the utmost importance that we gather weekly here together with one another. And we hope it is a priority in your life as well. To come and gather and sit under the word of God and praise God for the gift of Jesus Christ. And to lead us as we go in every direction that he has us in our lives as a church body. Discipleship groups. If you are a member of the Door Church, you have covenantly committed to being in a discipleship group. If you are a member of this church and not currently in a discipleship group, you need to let us know so that you can get placed in one as soon as possible because it is vital to your spiritual health. And I get it. I lead a discipleship group. And you know what I think about on a lot of Tuesday nights? Golly, I got a lot of stuff I could do right now. Man, this just isn't the greatest time. That's sin, and that's, that's pride, and it's ridiculous because what I need more than anything is to sit under God's word with my discipleship group and repent and confess and praise God and walk in Christ with them. That's what I need more than anything. And every time a Tuesday night wraps up, I'm like, God's so good. He's so good. What a gift he's given us in his word in this community. And if you're in a discipleship group and your attendance has wavered I could not encourage you enough to recommit yourself to your group. You desperately need it. They need you there too. It's not just all about you, but that's what we do. We keep our eyes fixed on self. Man, it's not about us, it's about God. And if you'd like to know what more it is to be a member and in a discipleship group, just as we had on the screen, come to the membership class on January 30th. We would love to see you there. Doesn't mean you have to become a member, but man, you're going to find out everything about the Door Church and who we are. We lay all the cards on the table. And if God calls you here, we would love to have you here. Group Shepherds. Man, this is, this is an initiative for 2022 that we are pushing into. We, man, we have an incredible group of discipleship group leaders, but they need care too. And man, I love BJ to death, but, but he, he's one man. He needs help to shepherd these D group leaders. Discipleship group leaders need shepherding. And if they're shepherded by, by brothers and sisters, then it's going to allow them to shepherd better the flock that God's given them in their group. And it's just a beautiful thing that we are pushing into and longing for that God would raise up these group shepherds to help us care for, for one of the most vital ministries at the Door Church as we begin 2022. The second area of, of focus really for 2022 here at the Louisville campus is summer programming. Romans 12, 2, it's going to be up on the screen. God's word says, do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. 
See, if you're not a member of the Door Church and you're not in a discipleship group, we still long to offer biblical community because it is so important. That's why we have men's and women's Bible studies scattered throughout the fall and the spring because, man, we need to be in biblical community. And it's, it's for members and non-members alike, and we would encourage any and all of you to join us at those Bible studies. But we've had this gap in the summer, and so we are pushing into this summer of 2022 with some summer programming in the hopes to equip us all to be better at engaging one another, engaging family, engaging friends, engaging community and culture with the heart and mind of Christ. Because I don't know about you, but I have fallen victim to, and I think all of us have in the past year or two, and we engage one another, but so often it's not with the heart and the mind of Jesus Christ. So we will sit with one another in biblical community out there in that lobby this summer in June and July with some summer program that we pray that God, if he would will, to equip us to engage one another and all those around us with the heart and the mind of Jesus Christ. And we hope to see you there for that. The third thing we really put before the Lord for 2022 here at the Louisville campus is, is our other people focus ministry. There's three DNA strands of the door church. We're gospel centered community driven and other people focused. Philippians two threes up on the screen. God's word says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. We long to create discipleship, not so much about serving you. That's not what this is about. This, man, this is not about us. This is about Jesus and about others. I don't know if you've ever heard someone talk about the, the example of, man, you take a child to a window to show them the world to keep their eyes off of self instead of taking them to a mirror where they keep them eyes on themselves. That's what we want for our church. We want to take our church body to a window where God would open our eyes to see all that he's put before us and that he would use us as mighty tools in his hands to be other people focused as he has given us everything that we have in need in Jesus Christ. And you've heard it said before here, this is not a cruise ship. The door church is a battleship on mission for the glory of God. And we want to see that increase in 2022. And so we're committed, if the Lord wills, to having an event every quarter for TDC kids to show our kids, take them to that window. And once a quarter for our TDC students to take them to that window. And for us as a church body to continue to do that more and more. Man, if y'all know Jessie Stansberry and you see her, just thank her because she has basically a second job as the deacon of Other People Focused. And she does a phenomenal job. And we just want to build on what she's already been doing for years and connect those dots more and more to Jesus Christ and being focused on other people. We're so excited for that. And our fourth thing we really want to put before God and, and, and put before y'all to be praying about as well is our partners. Acts 1.8 will be up on the screen. God's word says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Our partners, our, our, our ministry with our partners, their ministry with where they're at is happening all the time by God's grace. And we want to give a better sight into this incredible aspect of our church. We don't think enough people within our congregation and our body know what's going on with our partners all across the world, all the time. It's amazing. And so one of the ways we, we hope, if the Lord wills do that, is just to story these things better. And in our comms team, God has given an incredible comms team that's grown so much in 2021. I'm so thankful for Reagan and Garrett and Steve and Brad. Man, by God's grace, they're doing such a phenomenal job. We want to do that more in 2022. We want to story these amazing people and amazing work that God's doing through them and put it before you. And then secondly, we want to increase here in the ministry of presence. We want to go. We want to go and see our partners and encourage them and hear them and pray with them and show them we love them. And we want you to be a part of that. 
and story it and put it before you because it stirs our affections for Christ and others. All of these plans and all the other plans that we have for 2022, we have submitted before the Lord and said, man, Lord, if your will is for these things to take place and move through them, God, we ask that you would, and if not, may we trust you. But we want you to enter into that with us as well and for your own personal lives. May we pray for him to move, for us to listen as he speaks, walk in faith and obedience with him and one another this year that many lives would be restored with the gospel for God's glory. And may we remember how wonderfully secure we are in the confidence that is God who lovingly governs our lives. God and not chance. God and not our enemies. God and not disease. God and not a political party. God and not the devil. I am so thankful and so glad that my life, my family's life, the life of this church, and your life is in the hands of an all-loving, all-wise, all-powerful Father. And I pray in my life and in yours and in this church, we will be able to say with everything, not my will, but yours be done, and then say into your hands, I commit my spirit and my ways. May we do that as a church, and may we do that individually, every day. Since your life and accomplishments are ultimately in the hands of God, then he is able in ways you never dreamed to fulfill his mission, purpose, and will through your life that he created so wonderfully as a mighty tool in his hands. God created you. He knows you. He cares about you. And if your life is in Christ, you are the apple of his eye. And if you are not in Christ, there is nothing he would want more than for you to turn from sin and self and surrender your lives, repent of sin and self-righteousness, and receive the gift of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 will be up on the screen, and then we'll close. God's word says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. By the power of the Holy Spirit, when we receive the grace of God through Jesus Christ, God is able to make all grace abound to you. There is not too far you have run in your life. There is not enough sin that you have committed in your life to outrun his grace and his mercy and his kindness and his love. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things and at all times you may abound in every good work. May God move powerfully through each and every one of us in this church this year and in many, many years to come. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for today. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your, your sovereignty. God, I thank you that your plans are perfect. That your wisdom is perfect. And that God, so often we, we, we don't trust you. So often we, we doubt you. So often we resist you. God, I pray that we would stop that. God, I pray that you would give us trust in you. God, I pray that God, you would just take all of these plans that, that we have laid out today and others and that it would just be your will, God. If this is your will for us to fulfill these plans, that that would be so. And God, if any of them aren't your will, that God, we would know that that is the best. But no matter what, God, we pray that you would just continue to do what you've always done and restore more lives with the gospel of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, for your glory. We cannot do anything without you. So may we surrender our lives to you, and may you move powerfully through all of us, Father. We love you, and we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Drayton. Well, good morning, y'all. I wanted to come up for just a moment and, uh, and share with y'all. First of all, uh, Scott was scheduled to do this, but um, he ended up getting COVID the last few days, so I'm replacing him, and believe me, I wish he was here. 
if y'all would pray for, pray for him, pray for his health, pray for healing, pray for his, for his family to stay well. Uh, this is obviously not, you know, I mean, Jesus Christ is great news, so thank you for the great sermon, right? But uh, Drayton rolling off staff is not great news. It's, it's actually very sad for me and likely for many of y'all. But, you know, I also want to take time to celebrate. God has blessed us with a precious season, and this guy here is an absolute blessing to work with, and he's blessed all of us. Uh, he's served all of us and will continue to serve all of us with very high integrity and a minister's heart. He... He, um, I mean, he's absolutely amazing uh, to work with, and that's the biggest thing I'll miss is just the roughly 32 hours a week that I get to spend with him, with you, between Monday and Thursday. This guy displays the character and nature of God better than anybody I know, and that is straight and why I love you so much, and, I prom- and this church loves you. Is that right? And I can speak for Drayton. He loves us a tremendous amount. This is not an easy decision. It's heavy for all of us. It's heavy for him. But I just celebrate the way that he is following God's lead into a new season in his life. And I just am so grateful for that. As Drayton mentioned, he's rolling off as a campus pastor. He is still an elder pastor. He and Lauren still lead a, a discipleship group. He blesses us with leading us in worship with his amazing voice. His wife serves faithfully in children's, and their ministry will continue to be felt and will continue to bless all of us for a long time. So this dude ain't going nowhere. More than anything, I just won't be officing with him. So I want you all to pray uh, for him and his family, for Lauren, for the kiddos, for Drayton Michael, for Bristow, for Charlie. The, you know, he says not much changes for them, but, but things do change, and it will impact them. And to me, it's... It's been super sweet. Drayton, on his left side of his desk, has a candy drawer. And to watch his kiddos, and a lot of y'all's kiddos, anxiously, and with great anticipation, walk up to that drawer and pick out one, two, or, or more pieces of candy. I don't know. I don't inventory it, but it's full, and it stays full. And that candy drawer is not going away. That is a Drayton legacy and a Shanks legacy that I hope goes on forever. So uh, that's so sweet. And the cool thing about that, that is a precious memory they'll have of their dad, his time on staff. And I think that's super cool, right? So the season changes, but that season also blesses us with the precious memory we'll have forever. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, The church is in good hands. Um, Not in me or Scott or the elders or staff, but in God's hands. And God is good, and he is faithful. And he is bringing us through a season that we're called into together, right? And I pray that through this season, we just stay united in Christ, that we're united in Christ, you know, for the sake of the Shanks family, for the sake of each other, and for God's glory. Pray for the leaders, right? Pray for the elders as we don't look to replace Drayton. This dude's irreplaceable. There's one Drayton, and he is one awesome dude that we will never find another one. But what we are looking for is a man who loves Jesus, loves his family, loves the Door Church mission. And I believe that person is out there. I know that person's out there, and we're praying. And if y'all would pray for us for wisdom, for discernment, to ask the right people the right questions, and for God to present that candidate and make it abundantly clear, right? Because we don't know. 
on our own. I, I fear the process, right? Pray for me personally as I go through this, um, that God presents just the right person. And again, praise him for what he's going to do in the future because I, I absolutely believe he will. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. This is God's will for us. God is good, and he's always good. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I thank you for your loving sovereignty. Lord, I thank you for the seasons in life that you allow us to pass through, the sweetness, the, 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 the toughness. And I pray through all of it, we continue to grow closer to you, that we're more for each other, that we disciple each other closer to you, that we don't let sadness or madness or any other emotion distract us from you. Lord, I thank you so much for the Shanks family, for Drayton specifically, for the way he loves you, his family, and this church body, Lord. And his role as a campus pastor is, is moving out of his life, Lord, but his role in ours continues to flourish, Lord. And I thank you for that. I thank you for his discipleship, uh, how he draws us all closer to you, pushes us closer to you uh, with his loving nature, Lord. Without a word, he disciples us with his heart. And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for the Shanks family. I just pray that as go, they go through this season that your comfort and peace and goodness um, just continue to, is just felt. And Lord, again, I just thank you for this man. And praise your son's name. Amen.